I got a question for all you single women. Other than good sex, how could you help me? What, what would you bring to the table that I'm like, oh, I need her? Yeah, she brings something more than a, a bad body. Or would immediately my whole life be about helping you? Do you want to keep a man or not? That's my subject. And to those of you who are single, would you like a good man, a decent man? To those who are Christians, a saved man. To those who are not Christians, uh, trust me, you're going to need a saved man if you want to spend the rest of your life with him. All right, this is our Bible cast. I'm super hyped. I want to jump right in. So I post something on Instagram. It's like, um, brothers, don't hook up with no sister that you don't want to kiss. And yes, I use the word lick and smell. And it got like so many hits. And surprisingly, there were a few women in the comment like, really? But the bros was like, absolutely. Save men. Pastors called me. Uh, like, man, you hitting it raw. And I told them, I'm not really trying to go viral. I really mean it. This Bible cast for me is to help people. And I told my girl, and I mean this, is that the enemy is stepping his game up. I got to step mine up. And to those of you who just start watching me, man, it may look like I'm touching all this relationship stuff for the first time because it's hot and it's what's going on. It's going viral. No, 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 no. Those who are part of the Word Nation know I really made my bones on relationships. Uh, when it wasn't popular, early 2000s, our church blew up with me talking to singles about where they were and helping married couples to stay together and writing two books on it in terms of who to date. And the church has got jam-packed. So this is my anointing. I love leadership. I love relationships. And in terms of this whole piece on dating and staying married, Oh, I got to touch it. So when I when I posted that, it sort of hit me like, no, let me explain myself. Look at me. I know what men need. Absolutely. I'm an expert at what men need. I like something that uh, John Henry Clark said, professor of uh, American history and Pan-African history. He said something cold-blooded. And when I saw it, I've been quoting it ever since because it sounds arrogant, but it's honest. He said, I only debate with my equals. All others I teach. Let me say that again. He said, I only debate with my equals. All others I teach. When it comes to relationships, look at me. When it comes to being married, when it comes to what a man needs, I'm an expert. Absolutely. My girl came today. Uh, I've been married to her for 25 years. And shameless plug, uh, watch it on YouTube our wedding like went super viral. I married her again for the fifth time and over a hundred thousand people just watched it and keep watching it. I love it. And it's real. Uh, she still got that look in her eye for me. I still got that look in my eye for her. So when it comes to relationship, many of you, I'm going here, I'm your pastor's pastor. <laughs> I walked him and his wife through relational stuff. It's what I do. Uh, and so I know what a man needs. If you're a woman watching this and you are married, if you're a woman watching this and you want to get married, you better sit up. I need you sharing as you commenting because I'm coming across like I know what I'm talking about. There's not an arrogant bone in my body, but when I talk, I talk with passion. I want to tell you what a man needs. Wonderful read for all of you. Throw it up, uh, Phil. It is His Needs, Her Needs by Willard Harley. It's my girl and I's favorite book on marriage, but you also see how men think vis-a-vis how women think. Somebody said something the other day that blessed me, and that was this. Whatever else marriage is, it is meeting a need you don't have. Let me try that again. Meeting a need you don't have. It's hard to give what you don't need. 
So when your husband like, give me this, he's like, all you want to do is touch. When your wife like, how come you don't tell me you love me? Like, that is so corny. But that's what she needs. My question to every woman watching is two things. If you're a single woman, do you want a good man? If you have a good man, do you want to keep him? Yeah, let's talk about it. Here's what the scripture says. First Peter 3 verse 1, the same goes for you wives. Be good wives to your husbands, responsive to their needs, message version. Responsive to their needs. So let's talk about what men need. Now, this won't be your uh, pastor's. Uh, regular pastors, uh, Bible cast. No, this is Dr. R.A. Vernon. I'm going here. First of all, a man needs an attractive woman. That's the first thing he needs. Well, pastor, I don't care how superficial it sounds. The first attraction for a man is not spiritual. The first attraction for a man is not relational. It is physical. I don't care how superficial that sounds. Look at me, present company included, the first attraction. Some of you, I came to your church for uh, the one night stand when I ministered to thousands of singles across the country. And you heard me say this, I'll say it again. I've never seen no brother say, ooh, look at the Holy Ghost on her. <laughs> I mean, come on, no brother saying that. That's not what grabs us. To those of us who love Jesus, that's what keeps us, but that's not what grabs us. No, 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 no. The first attraction is physical. You got to look as good as you can. And please catch this. I know it's old school, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I was talking to one of my sons the other day, spiritual sons, about his attraction, trying to figure out if he still liked this girl. I'm like, is she what you like? Real, real slim girl. He's like, oh, I like him slim, Pastor. Slim and pretty, slim and pretty. I'm like, okay, you got what you need. So there's no issues there, right? Give it to me straight. Is she missing something? Is that part of the issue? She said, no, I like I'm slim and pretty. This girl just slim. Not a lot of big this, not a lot of big that. I mean, just slim, 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 slim. He love it. Me, no, I, I, you know, I tell people this. It's real easy. Look at Lady Vernon. You'll see what I like. I hope every man who is watching this can say that. Look at my wife. You'll see what I like. You don't have to guess. That's what I like. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's for those who would drop in the comments. That's so superficial. Everybody not pretty and such and such. I ain't saying nothing about who's pretty. I'm talking about you being the best you you could be. Some bras like them thick and short and tall and whatever. Some got a fetish for overweight. Some like dark as they can be, dark and beautiful. Some like light skin. You have nothing to do with your hue. I'm saying to you, be your best. Whether you are single or married, you need to look as cute as you can, particularly now if you're a sister watching this and a brother's not on your radar, you're just watching this to be watching, then girl, listen, throw your jogger suit on, put your hat on, don't worry about how you look. You and Jesus, beautiful. But now if you want a man, if you want to keep a man and look at me, it does not go away. Let me give you a scripture. I want to give you this because this is a Bible cast and I love, I do, I am loving when people go get their scripture and throw it in the comments. Like Dr. Vernon, the Bible says, I love it. I'm not mad at you, but Bible is kind of what I do. So I had a feeling what you might go get. So let's talk about it. It's a Bible cast. Let's use scripture to undergird what I'm saying. It's going to be practical and spiritual. You'll love this. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelries and fine clothes. So I hear somebody saying, the scripture says it's not about that. 
Your beauty should not be about braided hair and how you look. The word adorn there in the Greek becomes critical because the word adorn means literally ornaments, clothing, accessories, but it also means the same Greek word, how she carry herself. It really means her demeanor, all right? It is cosmos. See that cosmos in the Greek. It is your, your, your adornment, your, your style. Same word cosmos, adorn, is how you carry yourself, your flow, okay? So now watch this. Somebody said, the scripture says it's not about how pretty you are. Okay, do me a favor. Go get your bishop, go get your pastor, go get your priest, go get any married man you know and ask him, does he agree with Peter? Okay, pastor, you said you disagree with scripture. No, I'm saying you need context or it becomes a pretext. You need cultural context. You need to understand 2000 years of distance between when Peter wrote this and today with cell phones and Instagram and girls everywhere with the baddest bodies you ever seen. You're trying to watch preaching and the best built girl you ever seen pops up on the Super Bowl commercial. I mean, it's real, it's relevant. So then what does Peter mean? One commentator said this, I wanna give them to you. We'll let him flash and then comment, please. She's not to adorn herself. She's not to adorn herself with unusual hairstyles. How many of you do that? That's safe. She's not to adorn herself with unusual hairstyles. She's not to adorn herself. She's not to adorn herself with expensive clothes and jewelry. Any of you girls got a Rolex watch or a cute ring or something expensive or some silver chain? Are you being unbiblical? Wait a minute. She's not to adorn herself in any manner that would be immodest or impure or unclean. I agree with that. Yeah, she must not adorn herself with any dress or behavior that would attract and cause sensual or tempting thoughts to a man. This shows anything but the fear of God. Now, come here. It's a Bible cast. It's about to get raw and real. I need you to send this to every young lady you know who dating, who want to date. Let your husband, your young son, watch this. Everybody, watch this. That last one is a trip. She's not to adorn herself with anything that would attract and cause sensuality. Here's what I mean by the need for this Bible cast. And thank my team, too, for this, because they've been pushing me. I got this call on my life, and it is to sort of give some interpretive discourse to text that we all think we know. Who's gonna build this bridge? Because the text does say what it says. At the same time, all of us know there's something going on here. Let me tell you what women are dealing with, married women, and I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of them and won't nobody say it. I'm gonna say it. On the one hand, I'm supposed to dress like a nun so that I don't attract men to lust after me because I'm a godly woman. On the other hand, Every girl around me got on something wrong. And my husband got to see her. My husband got to go to work. I go to my church, the girls are fine. But yet I got to dress like a nun, but the girl on, on, on the front row just jumping up praising God, her butt jumping up and down in front of my husband, and he's supposed to be like, he don't, and, right? So do, do I please God? Do I please my husband? My husband telling me, why don't you dress like a little bit more like, because you know, he's still sexual. He's saved, but he's sexual. How do we understand the writing of Peter and that Peter is not saying anything wrong, but Peter is writing in a time, I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna blow you away, where there had to be this differentiating between the women of the church and the prostitutes that were everywhere. So I'm gonna speak to that. So stick with me now, this is so good. A man need his woman, fine. You, you call your pastor and ask him, is it all right if his wife dresses like a nun every day? You call your pastor, you call your bishop, you call whoever you think is a spiritual man, 
And if I have any weight in your life, this is an ongoing dilemma. Every day, your girl get in front of me, Lady Vernon. We get ready to go to church and she puts something on. I'm like, should I wear this? I'm like, ooh, I like that. Mm. She's like, I got to cover. I'm like, yeah, you got to cover it though because the bra's going to be, yeah. But I like it without the jacket. Because I'm a little nasty for her. Praise God, amen. And I'm a man and I'm straight up. At the same time, I'm like, I don't want the bros at the church looking at her and lusting. So there's this, there's this place in the middle where she got to turn me on because she human. She ain't trying to let every girl. If you're a single woman, look at me. You need to look as fine as you can when you walk out that door without wearing something too tight or like you're trying too hard. You got to split the difference. If you got a cute shape, you can wear something flare. He'll know. He'll know. Trust me. Yeah, when you come to church, you should always honor God before you look for a man. But you can wear something that sort of splits the difference. I'm not trying too hard. I know I got a big old behind, so I ain't got no tight jeans. I know I got a big old behind, so I got my stuff flared. But I'm cute. I know my breasts or whatever, so I'm not wearing the tightest. There's a way to do it where a straight up bro would know. I want to read another script. It's going to trip you out. Watch this. Uh, what, what matters is not your outward appearance. Somebody going to crack up right here. The styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear. Let me try one more time. What matters is not the styling of your hair or the jewelry you, you know what song you're thinking of, so sing it with me. I like the way you comb your hair and I like my girl over there. Stylish clothes you wear, it's just a little, oh, praise God, amen. She over there laughing. When she laugh, I just keep on teaching. If you, can make, if you can make her laugh, you can sleep with her. Laugh, see if she, she really laughing, not praise God. I make her laugh, I can sleep with her. Uh, this is so important. I like the way you comb your hair and I like those stylish clothes you wear. It's just those little things. Okay, wait a minute. So is DeBarge right or Peter? Or are they both right? Because he says, watch this, you should not braid your hair and it should not be about the jewelry you wear. Now, to those of you who are, this is why you like watching Dr. Vernon's Bible cast because we're going to be theological and practical. This needs some interpretive discourse. My wife has braided her hair. I've seen some evangelists preaching with their hair braided. Some women evangelists. <laughs> I see a bunch of first ladies that say they love Jesus and love their Bible. Why do they be braiding their hair? They need to pray. They're going to hell. Of course, they're not going to hell. So somebody wrong, because I know my wife wear braids and half the women in my church wear braids and some of the most major leading ladies in this country wear braids. But Peter said, not braided hair, unless now we're going to look at the cultural context. The prostitutes braided their hair. So what made them look like they were women of the night was the style of their hair. So Peter, who lives in that context, is saying, don't look like a whore. Don't, don't dress like a whore. That's what he's saying. Don't dress like a whore. Now, today, if you braid your hair, no one says she must be a prostitute. Her hair braided. But if you're a literalist, which is why I always push my older members, the older members, do whatever the Bible says. Well, the Bible says if your hand offends you, cut it off. The Bible says if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Grandma, you ain't never lusted. I know you saved, but come on, Grandma. Praise God. I didn't slide. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't slide down them poles. Well, you slid down a tree. Same thing. Praise God. Maybe with no poles back there. You still crash your leg up. You slide. We all got, got some stuff in it we shouldn't did. Praise God. Amen. Listen to me. This is so good. You, she so 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 here's the point I'm making. No, no, no. I need my wife to look good. And whoever you're gonna meet is gonna be first turned on by what he sees. 
Yeah, here it is again. First Timothy 2 verse 9. I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, not with braided hair or gold pearls or expensive clothes. Now, you know there's nothing wrong with any of the three. A nice Rolex watch, a diamond ring, some cute clothes you got made or bought. God's not mad at that. No. Peter, one commentary says, should not state, he did not state that women should not wear jewelry and nice clothes, but that Christian wives should not think of outer attire as genuine beauty. Now, I'm going someplace because I'm not that shallow. Let me go here real quick and I got to move. How are we looking on time, guys? Okay, good. Here we go. Look at me, everybody. What Peter is saying in essence is carry yourself with dignity. You just don't wear anything. Let me get back to my first point. A bruh needs you to look good. I'm, I'm 25 years in the game. They said an expert should have 10,000 hours before you call yourself an expert at something. I have 10,000 hours of marriage, 10,000 hours of sitting with hundreds of men, including many of your pastors, that come to Cleveland so I can speak into their life about what their wife needs. I, I touch hundreds, thousands of women and look at me. No matter how much you hate it, no matter how much you think it's superficial, no matter how much you think all men are dogs, what's that gonna change? I've been with this girl 25 years and every morning, the first thing I do is look her up and down. She get dressed every day. By the way, wives, you should grab this every day. I don't care when we chill it. She's going to get up, take a shower and put on something cute. Whether we leave in the house or not, on vacation, and I look forward to the show every day. How that's going to fit her. And I'm saved to read my Bible and love Jesus. But the most important thing to me most days is how that girl look. Now, that may be shallow to you. I just like to look at her. I only get one. By the way, this is worth saying because I'm taking for granted that most women watching this are saved. Okay, so now Peter, the audience, Peter's audience, Paul talks to Gentiles, you know, girls who don't know God. Paul's trying to get everybody saved. Peter's audience is to Christian women. So I'm assuming that most of you love Jesus. And if you don't, I want you to love him. So I'm not talking to girls in the street because they like, girl, whatever. I'm going to wear my jeans. I don't care about all that. Whatever. Because man, but whatever. They ain't got to do that. You don't tell me what to wear. I wear it. And they be all on TV. Uh, I can't believe they're shaming her. She's been wearing what she wants to wear. We don't do what we want to do as believers. No, 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 no. I'm talking to saved women who understand what I'm saying. And that is... Even with your saved love, God's self, look as good as you can. I got to say this, and I'm going to stay on this point probably longer than the rest of them. I said it, but now you're going to hear me. This thing right here, I showed my girl. Your marriage may not be strong enough for this. Maybe some stuff happened and your husband can't be this transparent because other members would rush back. And so he can't do this. He has to tell his friends. But I have enough relationship where I was watching one of my sons on TikTok they sent me one of my sons on TikTok who was doing something, preaching at a church. It was a big event. So they sent it to me. They said, Dad, click this. He was on TikTok. It blew up. I clicked the video. The video goes off. I didn't click the phone. The next video came up. Two girls with big old behinds on the beach jumping up and down. I sent it to my wife and said, look at this. I said, look at this. I said, this is what bros are fighting with every day. I said, this is what bros, now imagine he liked this and his wife ain't got one. Or he liked this and his wife not showing hers. He liked this, I said, he gonna be struggling. He gonna be struggling, baby. I said, he may not tell her, but if this is what he like and he ain't married that, he gonna be looking at this. Yeah, or he gonna struggle not to look at it. We are turned on by what we see. I don't wanna belabor this, but I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna go. As long as you stay married, those of you who want a husband, when you walk out that door, 
Look like you want to be wanted. Yeah. When you come to church, dress appropriately and you don't have to wear nothing tight and all that. Women who are married wear something tight every day at the crib. Oh, no. Put on your nastiest thing you can at night. Do little stuff he like because he's nasty. He's saved, but he needed, he needed, he needed. And this almost could have been its own Bible cast, but I got to say this. You're in competition that you should not have to be in. Now, you can get all this. Well, he ought to love me. Do that as long as you want. And your husband will be the one in the bathroom looking at stuff he shouldn't and tripping. Because you don't understand it does not subside. We nasty. At 80, we're going to be nasty. Even when we can't do what we're thinking about doing, we're going to be thinking about doing it. It's who God made us. It's in us. And plus the devil got in it too. This flesh of ours. All of it together. Number two. Uh... And I mean this, your husband or future husband, he needs honor and respect. He need that. Matter of fact, first Peter three, verse four says this. Instead, it should be that of your inner self. I love this. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Look at me. He needs honor and respect. The reason why I spoke to a gentle spirit, a gentle, quiet spirit is because everybody exegetes that wrongly. A quiet spirit does not mean you don't talk. A quiet spirit means you know when to talk. <laughs> I'm telling people this is a relationship thing I want to do because the worst thing you could do is marry somebody that likes to talk and then ask them not to. You will kill them. The worst thing you could do is marry an introverted man and then get mad at him because he don't talk. This is what I'm trying to tell people. This is why I told this girl, I said, we're going to spend the second half of our pastorate on premarital. We're going to try our best to fix people who pick wrong. We're going to try our best to work with people who didn't pray, got married because she was pregnant. They were depressed. They married Mr. Rebound because they were coming off the first one. Next thing you know, they married again. I'm going to do my best with them. But where I'm going to put my crazy energy, Darrell, all these guys feel, young ladies, young men, pick right. Pick right. Yeah, pick right. Read my books on dating. Watch my Bible cast so you're not standing in my line three months after your ceremony saying, I think I made a mistake, Pastor. Yeah, I'm bored to death. She don't like to make love. We ain't talk. He's too quiet. She won't shut up. She nags. It's a miserable existence to wake up to somebody every day that you don't want to be around. I, I can't imagine it. I don't even know what it feels like. I'll be lying. I married right. I pick right. I want you to hear me so you can fix your marriage and be cold-blooded, girl, when you do get married. Send this to a man. Send this to, I need you sharing. I need you commenting. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, men need honor and respect. Lady Verna has the goofiest, silliest laugh in the world. You can't know her and not love her. Thousands of women. I'm going to keep saying, I call her the golden first lady because women are catty and women don't like and trust easily. And every woman in our church wants to touch her and tell her something. Cold-blooded in terms of how she deals with women and first ladies across the country. All my leading ladies comment right now. All first ladies that are daughters of mine in our fellowship, I'm not making her perfect. She had imperfections, but she cold at what she do. You'll love this. But she know when I need her to be quiet for me. Yeah, she know when I'm in that real man mode and I need honor more than I need her opinion. At the same time, she's strong enough to know when she may have to check my behind and say, now can't nobody tell you this but me. Yeah, I'm all you got. 
Who else going to tell you? You don't pay me. I don't work for you. I'm your husband. I need that. At the same time, she knows how to honor me and respect me. Nobody hangs out where they don't feel honor. I'm going to say this. this is a whole nother, a whole nother Bible cast. How am I looking at? Oh, yeah, we good. Yeah. Whole nother Bible cast. He don't need your money. If he's a bro like me. That's so frustrating for a woman who spent 12 years trying to get a PhD. And she gave 12 years of her life to college. And she feels like, look how accomplished I am. And by the way, you should do that. Just know this. Most bros don't care about that. I, I know. I know you're brilliant. Most bros just want a woman he can conversate with and she's intelligent. But her degree level or what she makes per year don't matter. I, I know. But if he's a man like me, he got his own money. Yeah, he don't need that. He needs honor. With your brilliant self, he needs to know you know when to be quiet and sometimes just submit yourself to him. If that sounds corny, then you just stay by yourself. Because most men, and by the way, before you type in the comments, I meant to say this too, I want to stress it, these generalizations. I'm talking about the majority of heterosexual bros. The majority. I know there's this, always this infeminate brother. He's totally opposite of everything I'm teaching. He just wants to talk to you. He don't want to make love to you. He doesn't care about you running everything. He's the, he is not the majority. Did I tell you guys, 10,000 hours makes you an expert. I've talked to thousands of men, hundreds. I counsel. You're going to listen to me tonight. This is what I do. Yeah, I'm the one that your husband called. I sat down, as it were, with your husband. Your pastor calls me about his wife. He needs it. Listen to me. Men need a woman that honors him. That's why he ended up in the projects with a broke girl with a big old behind and nice to him. She ain't got no money. She ain't got no degree. But he go over there and that girl cooking and, and talking sweet. And you there in your little suburban house. And you have no idea. He down in the projects with, with uh, what's her name, baby? Keisha. He with Keisha. Keisha with the big booty and, and, and can make macaroni. <laughs> all right, Keisha, Keisha making them making that breakfast and you all right, baby, and, and just sitting there quiet, don't and make you so she don't really respect you. She don't honor you. Now she's a witch. She's an adulterous witch, but she got your man. Yeah. She can't have me. Baby, Keisha can kiss. Listen, uh, did I almost <sighs> some of y'all comment, boy. My wife here today, so I'm clowning too. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm loving it. Let me wrap up. Men need. Well, what about what women need? That's the next Bible cast. You better watch next week. Ooh, you think I don't know you got, I'm an expert in that too. Because one woman been needing me for over two decades, a quarter century. One woman been needing me. I know what she needs. She told me how to love her. I'm going to tell you, you better get your husband to watch next week. You better get your nephew, your son, because I'm going to talk about what women need. This ain't no sex or something. I had to start somewhere. I'm starting with you girls. You beautiful women. Here it is. Men need, men need, Men need honor and respect. Men need to know that with your talented self, sometimes I'm just going to be quiet. He's having a rough day. Sometimes he say something to your kids. Hear me. Don't you say nothing. Oh, yeah. Baby, don't do that in front of him. Yeah, you just lost him. He give your children an order. You don't have to agree with the order. You go in the bedroom and tell him that. You don't correct him in front of his children. My wife and I, my wife did that before. Oh, yeah. We first got married. I say something. She said, I look at her and said, don't say no when I talk. Now, she could have said, I ain't. I said, don't say nothing when I talk to my kids. That's just who I am. Don't say nothing. You tell me later. You take me in the room. They need to affirm me. I'm their father. These streets going to beat them up. You make them know that when I talk, it matters. We fought about this. She caught it. She'll tell you. She'll do that. She'll do that. 
And there are things, I can't wait the next week because I'm going to tell you what your wife needs. But this is about, do you want a man? Do you want to keep a man without him cheating? Because because y'all still together don't mean he don't have a mistress. Because y'all still together don't mean he ain't masturbating every day and, and can't stand being there. He just don't know how to leave your butt. Woo! Men need affirmation. Can I tell you, I need affirmation. I, every Sunday when I get through working, when I get through preaching, I ask that girl, how did I do? I don't ask nobody else. I don't ask my children. I don't. I don't go compliment seeking. I don't do that because I realize you just can't do that. I'm interested. You don't think I want to know? I worked eight, 10 hours on one thing. It takes me 10 hours, 12 hours for what I do 40 minutes every week. And then I got to do it again. And you're only, you're only as good as your last sermon. A lot of guys don't make you laugh and they make you think. And I work hard to do all of that. And I want to know, I did, okay, your husband may be a plumber. He may be an electrician. You got to tell him. You got to soothe that ego. You got to affirm him. Every week, I'm like, sometimes, you know what I say? I said, baby, we stayed up all night because the enemy does this to me. I said, I ain't got it today. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get through it, baby. Every single week, she come in the office and say, oh, you about to murder. I'm like, no, she said, please. I ain't never seen you not do decent here. Please, you don't even know how not to preach well. Your worst sermons is better than most people. Baby, you're going to be fine. Man, something come over me. I be like, let's get it. I get through in another city preaching. It's nothing until I get in the limo or the bus or the Sprint or whatever they have me in and call my girl. Baby, they was in there, blah, blah, blah. Man, they affirmed it. They need affirmation. Some of you so busy, watch this, seeking affirmation, you don't give it away. Maybe because of daddy pain, mommy pain. So he's so busy trying to always keep you uplifted because of your personal stuff. Man, you need that too, but man, you're going to be married to a man. You got to affirm that brother. You got to tell him he's wonderful. Tell him he can make it. Tell him he can finish that degree. Are you sending this to your single friends? Are you sharing in the comments? I need you sharing. I need you agreeing, disagreeing. I have no issues with principal critique. We're going we gonna to delete all fools and buffoonery. But if you disagree, say that. Help me. Help me. But I am an expert. Yes, I am. I'm not an expert at fixing cars. I'm not an expert. You're going to fix my baby's heart and operate. I want to know you're an expert. You're going to talk to me about my business. I ain't one of the guys to grab the camera because it's the hot thing and get me some money. No, my bills are paid. I grabbed this camera because God told me what's in me. And that girl told me, baby, let's not die with this information inside of us. So I'm coming raw because I'm at that age where I'm young enough that you look like you're young enough to, you know, flow and kick it and yet old enough for you to pay attention to me. Men need affirmation. When is the last time you affirmed him? Start doing that when you're dating him. Give him a sense of how you're gonna affirm him. As Soon as you know him, start speaking life over him. You don't have to over compliment or be phony, but enough that he feels like she got me, okay? And then finally, here it is, men need help. Men need help. Your, your husband needs help, your future husband. Here, here, here it is. You'll love this. Uh, the Bible says in Genesis 2, verse 18, the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone, right? This is the one you know. I will make a helpmate. Uh, I like NIV, a helper suitable for him. A helper suitable for him. I got a question for all you single women. Please send this to your friend. Other than good sex, how could you help me? Oh my goodness. I didn't love, baby, I think they all just locked off. Yeah, other than good sex, 
hypothetically, Lady Vernon goes to heaven. I want to remarry. Other than good sex, how could you help me? I, I don't mean any harm. I don't need your money. I, I don't. Yeah, how could you help me? What, what would you bring to the table that I'm like, oh, I need her? Yeah, she brings something more than a, a bad body. Or would immediately my whole life be about helping you? Yeah, between, you know, your bad credit and the maybe the one son or two sons, you need me to be his dad now, right? Because maybe his dad's missing, so you need me to do that. Or maybe there's some pain from your parents, so you need me to affirm you and fix that. So is my whole life going to be helping or being helped? The Bible says she should help him. That's what the scripture says. No, I'm just saying the truth. Don't say he should help her. The scripture says, fine, you will help her. We always think of the opposite way. How can you help me? You gonna take, That's not what the Bible says. You can look it up yourself. The Bible says he should find a helper. She helps him. Of course he's going to help you if he's a man. But that's not what the Bible says. How can you help me? This girl helps me. And I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. She helps me. Helps me in ministry. Helps me with my mind. Helps me not to have all the crazy lust stuff a lot of bros deal with because that loving is so good. She's looking so good every day to me to the best of her ability. Uh, she looks better to me than 99% of women I see. I'm not exaggerating, particularly in my church where I'm at. I see very few women. I'm thinking, I want her more than my wife. Very, very. She helps me. The word church would tell you, she helps me. Yeah, if she ever left me, yeah, we're not even arguing with no lawyer. Whatever percentage she want, yes, because I wouldn't have it without her. I mean it. Just live... Leave me enough to live on. Ain't no fight. No, 50, 55, 50. She take the 55. Even if she was wrong, I mean it. That's how much she's helped me. Do you help a man like that? Can you? Does your husband say, if I asked him and interviewed him, gun to his head, does she help you or hinder you? Do you just work around? I know some pastors, you'll love this, work around their wife. Make me just, yeah, Pat, she don't, I just work around her. She'll, you know, she, I just do what I got to do. That's not what it's supposed to be. You in my life to help me to make my life better. Some of you need therapy before you date. Yeah, you need to come out of some of this debt. You need to get yourself together so that you can be a blessing to him. Don't worry about what you need. I'm going to deal with that next Wednesday's Bible cast. Make sure you tell somebody, I got to wrap up. But my real question to you, and I mean this, he needs a helper. He needs help at home. Here's another scripture. I'm, I'm wrapping up. Titus 2.5, be virtuous and pure. Keep a good house. Be good wives. This is so crazy. He need help at home. I don't do all that. Lady Vernon and I, look, if this offends you, wrong Bible cast, I'm too old to play. We got thousands of members. We've been married 25 years. We've worked our butt off. We have to have nannies and people who help us. We just need it. If that bothers you, then your mind is small. I love you, but you have a small mind. My, my, my life is too big for her to wash dishes every day and clean baseboards. I pay somebody to do that. She pays somebody to do that. Guess what? Right now, our person got caught up, couldn't come. Guess who been washing all my clothes? Her. Guess who been cooking? Her. She's not too good for that. I still got to eat. <laughs> our person will be back. We'll get, we, 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 we between some stuff and all that. But, but, Proverbs, Proverbs 31, the girl is not washing dishes. She's telling people who to wash the dishes. She managing. She's telling the nanny. She's telling the butler. She's making sure bills pay. She's a businesswoman. She's helping him. The house, you set the tone for the house. Now, this is where all you women that are not Christian, 
Peter is writing, this is a Christian Bible cast, I'm not pretending, I want non-Christians to watch, but I'm not changing my message for clicks. I'm talking to women who actually love Jesus. I don't care if you got 10 degrees and a PhD, don't get married if you wanna take care of your house. That's what the scripture says. A man comes home, he needs his house to be in order. I was just challenging a couple, clean your house. It's hard to think, psychologists say, it's hard to be orderly when your house is out of order. It's hard to even plan because you come home, you're stepping over stuff. No, no man wants a lazy woman who doesn't keep her house clean. That's not, that's not sexy. I don't care what he tells you. Eventually, even if he has a mate, I'll never forget, and I'm leaving this on this. I won't say who, but an NFL player, if I said his name, everybody here know his name, if I said his name and I won't. But I had the privilege to go uh, to his house in another city, and I'll never forget big old house, hundreds of acres, all that beautiful, had the, the girl made, uh, the cook, the nanny, whoever was cooking. I'll never forget this. Him and I were sitting there along with another NFL player and the nanny was cooking and he, he looked at his wife, I promise you, as if to say, like, we about to eat, like, go help her out. Like, like it wasn't demeaning, it was just like, yeah, we're talking, even though we pay somebody, this is still your kitchen. And she got up with her rich millionaire self and still went over there and made sure things were well when we sat down. In other words, he looked at her like, I don't care what we have, this is still your kitchen, blah, blah, blah. That's not demeaning. It was as if to say, you still take care of me. I don't want nobody else taking care of me. Lady Vernon, don't let nobody else take care of me. She runs her house. Yeah, make sure your house is peaceful and beautiful and clean and something that he wants to come home to. And to you single girls, start practicing on your apartment. Ooh, this is good stuff. I love you. I got to stop. I'm done. These comments, boy, they're going to be commenting on this, baby. I want to hear it. Man, would you send this to a struggling girl that you love? Send this to your daughter. Send this to all of your friends who say their marriage is a trip and ask them to examine themselves on do they want to keep their man. To you single young ladies, if all this bothers you and all you really want is sex and provision, stay single. And ask God to forgive you for whatever you're doing because you're not going to keep a husband if you don't figure out what he needs instead of just what you need. I love you. We'll see you next time. Listen, throw it up, Phil. It's giving time. Give, give me something because I just told you the best stuff you ever heard in your life. Give our ministry something. My girl is here and uh, we got checks to write now for R.A. Vernon Ministries. We are so committed to helping people. And we're not going to bite our tongue, man. We plan on giving you the rawest, biblically-based Bible cast you ever heard. And one thing I know about most grown people, if you give me something good, I don't mind paying for it. Yeah. I just don't think people complain when the food is the bond at the restaurant and the bill comes. They pay it and then leave a tip. If this was good spiritual food, if you are loving this practical biblical teaching, uh, then come on, don't use us. Bless us. Yeah, bless my wife and I. Bless our family. Bless the Vernon Foundation. Give to Ari Vernon Ministries. Come on, I'm going to wait on you today. I'm going to wait on you tonight. Somebody say, I'm giving in the comments, please. If you're watching this later, don't just log to the next Bible cast or podcast like people do now. Say, you know what, he's right. I'm going to sow. Take your credit card out, $100 gift. Would somebody partner, become at least a partner with us of $100 per month or each week? Uh, somebody give something unusual and so that we can see your name and like somebody sold 5,000 pastors somebody sold 10,000 that will make it to me because it has that much value to you alright we're coming back next week what a woman needs from a man Father in the name of Jesus thank you for this word I pray that women who are single would apply this that married persons married women even husbands who are watching 
single men would know what to look for. Lord, let this Bible cast be a blessing, not just entertainment. Use it for your glory. We pray that some girl who's not a Christian, her friend sent this to her, that she would accept Jesus Christ as her personal savior and say, I want to be a woman of God. That some young man, we pray now in Jesus' name, would come to faith in you, Christ. We ask it all in your name. Amen. I love you all. Do me a favor. Share it. Send it. Ten people, comment now. I'm sharing it now. I'm sharing it now. We'll see you next week. Invite a woman and a man.